Hey guys, buckle up for a new episode in Men of Purpose Talks, a podcast that will help you break the limitations in your life, which allows you to be a happier and more fulfilled you. Each week, we deliver the best heart-biting analysis from a range of topics with guests from around the world. I am your host, R. Irvin Padia. She is an author, motivational speaker. She was a retired naval officer and she's a life coach. You know, purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the earth at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for career path, remember the struggles along the way are meant to shape you for your purpose. The takeaway I got from this interview is, and I needed a reminder about purpose so deeply, and she reminded me for many reasons. One of them is related to what is happening in the world and on social media right now. She instructed us in this interview to you know, study the great, seek a mentor, and take a walk. I want everyone to understand that Ella's opinion does not make you, it doesn't shape you. What God says about you is important, and what you do with your life, the purpose you fulfill in your life, is very important. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Coach D. Woolwich. Is specialist in transformative coaching, counseling, hypnotherapy for women over 30 years. She is healing from the state of Texas in the United States of America. Today, it's my honor and privilege to introduce to you Coach D. Wooljob, speaker, author, success coach, veteran, and spiritual counselor. Welcome. Well, thank you, Irving. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here to help you to talk on Men of Purpose. It's my pleasure. Tell me, tell me, tell me a bit about yourself. Who is Coach D. Woolridge? So I remember going through this exercise a while ago when I was um, on my journey of becoming who I really am and knowing who that, who I really am. And somebody said, well, who are you? And I used to go with all of these titles, like you just said, you was like, D is, D is blah, 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 blah. But actually those are the things I do. Who I am is a child of God. You know, first and foremost, I, I am a, a child of God having this amazing human experience. So I'm your, I'm your sister in, um, in this journey. That's who I am. And I've been able to, through this journey, been able to live my purpose out through some of those things that you just mentioned that I do or that I've done, you know, with coaching and speaking and writing. But who I am is a child of God who's connected to all and everything. You know, one thing I want to really go into to touch on, I want to touch on your military service. As a woman in the military, <laughs> could you tell us a bit about that? Because you know, men love to speak about that, and you you've been there. 
Yeah, so I joined the military not because I wanted to. I joined the military because I needed money to finish school. And because I had no desire to be in a uniform and boots. Um, but I had done four and a half years of college and ran out of money. And there was this advertising that I would see every day going, GI Bill, get money for college. And that was a way for me to finish school. Then I decided I would join up and do four years and be done. Well, 30 years later, <laughs> I found more than just money for school. I found, I found myself, I, I grew up. If you think, if you do anything for 30 years, that's a long period of your life where um, you think I was, I was a young adult when I, when I joined, I was 25, I believe when I, when I joined, I was like, what do you know at 25? You only know, you only have been 25 years on the planet. So I was in the military longer than I had been alive, you know, at 25 when I joined. So my service was of everything was learning how to be, not just how to be a sailor, because I was in the, the Navy, the US Navy. It was not just learning how to serve the country, it was learning how to serve myself, how to um, be a person in the world, how I fit in, where was my community, how do I use my voice? And then it was, how do I become, now I, I know that I like this, I'm going to stay, I want to learn how to be an effective leader. How do I do that? How do I get people to follow me? Um, how do I get, how do I teach them and mentor them? So my time in the, in the Navy was not just about um, the Navy's mission. It was part of my mission as a human growing. So that's the biggest takeaway I can say. You know, you see all the stuff on television. You know, you learn how to, you you physically condition your body. Um, you you have this mental toughness that you that you go through. Um, I have stories about uh, me and my sailor friends and all of those things. But I think my biggest takeaway from the military was that it taught me how um, to be the best human being that I can be, and it taught me great leadership skills and resilient skills and communication skills. Probably not the answer you were looking for, but yeah, that's, that's what, that's what that taught me about being in the military. Yeah. I probably was looking for some more combat stories. I'm just you want joking. Some combat stories? <laughs> just joking. <laughs> take away your, from, from your military. Okay. You left the military. Okay, after this time and the, the training that you got, what, what, or what, what could I say? How has the training now helped you to develop yourself to become the person who you are today? Yeah. One of the things that, and everybody knows this, is that the military, it, the military builds leaders and they have a way of weeding people out of, if you want to be a leader, follow this track, do these things, and you you will you can obtain the goals that that you want. So they they have a natural path of 
building the leaders or people who are diamond in the roughs, just shining them up and um, helping them glow and sparkle and become the leaders that we need in our country because um, because people are always coming go coming and going out of the military so they're continuing to build good leaders and people that are that have great technical skills or communication skills because the military is like the navy is like a city when you're on a ship it's a floating city everything that you would find in the city, your barbers, your people that you know do the tailoring, your people that make your meals, um, the people that um, um, that you can go pray with. There's everything that you can find in a small city. You will find on a ship. So it is. That's what I mean. Why they develop leaders of all kinds. So no matter what you want to do, you can find it in the military and they will help you develop that part of you. So if you want to learn it in a small space, <laughs> you go on a Navy ship and you grow up really fast <laughs> because if, when you're out on, we, we call them cruises, but deployments for six months, you learn how to be, you learn your job really fast because people depend on you. It's not just about you. That's another thing you learn in the military is selflessness and teamwork. So it's not just about you. You want to sleep in. You can't sleep in. You have a job to do. You have to get up and you have to show up. So it keeps you accountable. You So one of the things you learn is accountability. You learn to be um, to show up when you're supposed to. You learn responsibility. <sighs> Every great skill you can learn or there is to know about being a great, reliable, considerate human being, you can learn it, or I've learned it in the military. I've also learned what not to do, because I've seen some of the worst kinds of people and the worst kinds of leadership there. So I, I've seen leaders that lead by, um, there's the power and there's force. So the, the leaders that lead by power, um, they're natural charismatic leaders that people want to follow. And there's the people that force you to do things through um, negative behavior or negative reinforcements and threats and keep you in, the, in a state of fear all the time. So you decide where you want to live. You know, where do you want to who do you want to follow? And that's all about that mindset thing. And you can decide that's not the kind of leader I want to follow or the kind of leader that I want to be. Some people are at the crossroad. They are definitely anxious. Why are people so anxious now more than ever? There's no real... Um, statistic on why, but here's some things, maybe uh, some of the causes that contribute to why they're more anxious. About 18% of the American population is dealing with some kind of mental illness or something that has to do with depression, stress, or anxiety. There's also been some research that shows that people are reporting it now. There's not the stigma that used to that there used to be about um, depression, anxiety, or stress. People used to say, "Well, I'm a little stressed," and they never said that they were depressed 
or they suffered from this thing called anxiety disorder. Well, now it's a thing. Doctors are giving prescriptions for this thing called anxiety. And what anxiety is, is fear on steroids. It's just this feeling of uneasiness and discomfort that people have all the time. And I believe that it's there because we have access to so much information now. It's we have, so these four things, well, three things I say, we have exposure, expectations, and belief. So the exposure is things like social media and the news and things that expose us to, to what's going on around the world where even 20 years ago, we didn't have these things. And we have it 24 hours a day. When I was growing up, the news would go off at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. Now it's 24 hours and you can access it all the time. And social media is 24 hours. So with the exposure, that's one thing. And then you have the expectations, the expectations of someone's standards of what you're supposed they think you're supposed to be, how they think you're supposed to act and how what you think what they think you're supposed to be. So you're because we're exposed to these things 24 hours a day, and somebody says this is your standard. This is the standard that you're supposed to adhere to. And when you can't meet that standard, you start feeling like something's wrong with you or that you're less than, and that makes you feel fearful. And then there is FOMO, the fear of missing out. People think I'm supposed to know all of this. I'm supposed to be in this. And if I'm, if I don't know what's going on or if I don't get into that, then I'm not going to be cool or I don't know what the young people are saying now, hip or, or with it, or they don't know what they don't, um, they're not knowing. So that fear of missing out is real and it gives people anxiety. And then the, the last thing is belief. This is where the anxiety really comes from because if you believe that you are not worthy, valued, um, if you believe that you're less than, that you can't live up to it, then of to what you're being exposed to or what people are expecting you to, then it makes you feel anxious, sad, depressed, angry, and all of that is why people are anxious more than ever. As a success coach with the advent of COVID-19, has your job become much more difficult? And um, what has been the best resources that have helped you overcome these challenges? Well, during, during this time, I'm getting in a flood of younger people. My normal my usual, I would say, um, age of the median age that I coached, say, two years ago was somewhere between 33 and 43. Now they're coming there. I'm getting calls from people as young as 18 or from parents that say, hey, I have a 17 year old. Can you talk to them or people that are in their their um, their 20s? So because people are like I said, the exposure, the expectations and the belief because they are exposed to those more. And, and during COVID-19, when they are feeling the stress and anxiety more because they can't do the things they normally do, you know, and especially if they were 
extroverts. Introverts aren't having much trouble, I don't think, but the extroverts who get their energy from being around people or get their energy from being um, in things or with groups, those people are having the most trouble right now because they're tr they having to figure out their life in a different way. So, so my coaching has become different because I have a different age group now. So if, if that makes sense with, with COVID-19. The resources that you would have been using two years ago, are they the same resources that you're using currently with, with your new clientele in the face of this coronavirus? It's the same, but it's different. Um, I talk about what's relevant to the person. And so someone that's in their 40s and 50s is going to have, they're in a different season of their life and what's important to them and the things that give them anxiety or stress are going to be different. So I, the, the tools are the same, but what we are talking about or what we're applying those tools to are different because the, um, what, a younger person is dealing with in their life. They're early in their job. They just graduated from college. They're still living at home and they want more independence. So those things are different from someone who's, who has children, has been in the workforce for a while and, or, or has been in a relationship for long term. So they're, they're going to be different, but the tools are the same. I understand you're, you are a specialist in transformation coaching, counseling, mm -hmm. you're a speaker, you're a spiritual advisor, mm -hmm. uh, spiritual counselor. Mm -hmm. So somebody like you has to be a hundred percent. As we say in Trinidad, you have to be full hundred all the time. You need to be inspired. You need to be motivated. So, so who are the people? who have influenced you over the course of your life? Well, I just want to make a, first I want to make a first comment that says, in order to teach and coach, you don't have to be 100%. You can give 100%. Nobody is perfect and 100% except Jesus. And, um, and okay. you know, like our creator. And I'm, and I'm coming through this because I, I have a spiritual background. That's my foundation for everything. So if I had to pick the first person, not if I have to, but I, I, I do, the first person that influences me every day is Jesus, the, the, uh, Jesus, the ascended master, um, because he was the greatest healer. He's everything that I want to be that I aspired to be every day is he's the greatest healer. He's the greatest teacher, the greatest coach. There's a lot of other ascended masters, but none greater than Jesus, in my opinion. So um, that's who inspires me first. That's who my mind is. That's who I talk to at night. That's who I talk to in the morning. That's who I talk to when I go, oh God, mine is when I go, oh my God. Like when I say that, I'm really speaking to someone and it's not just an expression for me. It's a connection for me. So yeah. that is who inspires me first. And then there's the people that are here that are working to do the work of um, what they've 
to do inspired work and those people are, and I have a, a little list here, Tony Robbins, you know, he, he works in his space. Um, I love what he do. He changes lives. There's um, Louise Hay, who's, you know, compassionate and um, loving and a gifted coach. And she built this whole empire of authors and speakers and coaches and a platform for them to come. And she she's she's passed away now, but her legacy still stands. There is Jim Rome's. I mean, a lot of people that I talk about are no longer on the planet, but their legacy lives on and on. And of course you have the, you know, you have the the Oprah's and the I think Oprah's it's not just what she says, it's the platform, like Louise Hayes, her platform for many other coaches and speakers and authors to come on and teach, coach, and inspire people. So it's not just what she's doing, it's what she's opened up for people to see more of. And those are the people that inspire me, that influence me, and that who I follow. But number one, it's, it's my faith. Your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's correct. Yes. Are some people naturally born with confidence? I think that confidence is something that can be learned. One of the myths is that you're born with confidence because you can have two children born, you know, a year apart and one is very meek and shy and the other one is very um, outgoing and um, personable. It's one's an extrovert and one's a natural introvert. You can teach that introvert to do the same things or some of the same things that the introvert naturally does. So you don't have to be naturally um, born with confidence, I think you can be affirmed to be confident. It's what are you being told as a child? Are you being told that you're great, you're wonderful, you can do anything and everything? Even if you're not an extrovert and you're you're naturally introverted, you can still be confident. It's not a it's not a thing of confidence whether you're introvert or extrovert. It's, it is what do you believe about yourself? That's what confidence is. So when you are affirmed as a child over and over and over that you, that you are loved, that you are lovable, that you're valuable, that you're gifted, that you're smart, that you can do anything, then that, and that child hears that over and over and over, it becomes the truth. And that truth is what brings about confidence. I like that. It's about repeating words of affirmation to that child from a young age that will cultivate their mindset towards thinking better of themselves. Because yeah. today we have a lot of young people that, people on the whole, that have been messed up from, from young. I mean, they are messed up currently. And it's as if what's, what's challenging this person from achieving their full potential? And the root cause basically started as a child. They were never affirmed, never loved, they were never made to feel as though they are wanted. And uh, there's a lot of people that face these challenges and, and the work that you do, it goes to, to reach these type of people and to help them. It's so, it's so great. 
what is one thing that your program did for your client that you didn't expect? I didn't expect that my clients would become teachers and coaches. As they learn and grow, they share what they know. They share the tools. And then they're so excited. They go, I've been helping my husband with this, or I've been helping my friend with this. So I didn't expect that they would be the ones that were sharing it right away because they're getting such great results and they're feeling so good about themselves. They want to share it. So it is like I'm reaching more people. It's like this domino effect. I didn't expect that. I thought it was a one-on-one, but this goes to show when you teach one, they teach one and they teach one and they teach one. So you're actually, I'm actually reaching more people than I ever expected. And that I absolutely love. Excellent. As a motivational speaker, how do you motivate others um, and businesses seeking to be motivational speakers? Because you just mentioned that you definitely have impacted your clients to become motivational speakers. So how do you do that intentionally? Well, I'm not inspiring them to be motivational speakers or coaches uh, or coaches. I'm inspiring them. And what's naturally there comes out. What's naturally there. So they're going to show that light in whatever way is, is built into their purpose and their journey on the planet for this time. For people that do want to become motivational speakers and, and um, coaches, I, I'm going to tell you, you don't have to do it like everybody else. There's a platform at every level in your life. You don't have to be a this big influencer on YouTube. You need to be an influencer in your house. You know, as a man, as a father, as a brother, we talked about this this earlier. You know, for for men of purpose, where are you being the coach? You can't first of all, you need to yourself talk. What are you saying to yourself? How are you coaching and motivating yourself to do anything? You have to master that first before you can go outside of yourself to teach anyone else. So you first, and then whoever is in front of you. And one thing you do, you don't do is push it on people. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. You may be that teacher that appears. So people will come to you naturally when you know things and when you are ready to give up your gift. When you're ready to do it on a bigger platform, if that's what's in your um, design and your desire and your purpose, set the intention to do that. So I want to reach a bigger audience. I want to share this with more people. Speak to your Lord Jesus like I do. Like I said, I'm just like, come on, Jesus, we're going for a walk today. <laughs> And then Jesus says to me, I'm already here, my, you know, my daughter. So we go for a walk around the block and then I just get downloaded with all of this inspiration. And I go, I'm going to speak about this next. I'm going to talk about this next because I'm open to it. Okay. So that's one. I know. So that's one. The second step is to, if this is something that you really want to do, study the grades. 
If you want to do this on a big level, a global level, study how the greats are doing. I studied with Lisa Nichols. Been in her program for several years. I don't know if you know who Lisa Nichols is. If you don't Google her, look her up. She's one of the best speakers on the planet. She's in, she's inspired many. So I've been in her program to learn how to be a better speaker, how to inspire people, how to tell a story, how to tell a story even um, not just from stage, but here during a podcast, how to inspire people and uplift people at that, you know, at during any time. So study your craft, see how the greats are doing, get into um, a program, find a mentor, and then take a walk <laughs> and get inspired. I love that. Study the great, seek a mentor, <laughs> take a walk. That's definitely take a walk. Amazing. Mm -hmm. If you have, if you um, were to have dinner, this is a scenario that I'm going to paint to you. You were to have dinner with three people, uh, dead or alive, today. Who would they be, and why would you have dinner with them? Wow, and it's only three people? That's not fair, Irving. <laughs> they only get three people. Okay, the first would be... Um, my ascendant master, um, Jesus Christ. And when I think about that, it just brings tears to my eyes because I have to know that I'm worthy. I believe that I am worthy to just be in his presence. I don't even have questions. The only questions that I would ask him would be, am I doing okay? What, and um, mostly I would just be in gratitude. Like, thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for um, always saying yes, <laughs> even when it's not what it's my highest and best, because I know you're saying yes so that I can learn and grow if I fail or fall. The second person would be Steve Jobs. Not because I'm a techie person. It's because of his resilience. To build a company and then be fired from it and then to come back because you have such, um, you have something to give, that's, re it's resilience. And like, how do you do that? I know we do this all the time, but at his level of doing that, like, I would ask him, how did it feel to be kicked out of a company that you created? Like, come on. So, and just to hear him talk about that, I think I would be fascinated by, by it. And then the third person would be Louise Hay. And it's because she, just listening to her videos on YouTube, reading her books. Um, I got to meet her once. The compassion and the gentleness that comes from her is what I aspire to be as a coach. Um, my mouth is, is I'm, I'm, I'm loud and gregarious and she's um, not. <laughs> you know, she's, she's that um, sweeter side of 
of life that is compassionate and also resilient. You know, she had some things that happened to her in her life, but she grew to this, this person that could help anyone. She helped a group of people with AIDS that nobody wanted to touch, but she said yes to them and they flocked around her. This was the gay community back in the, um, the late 80s and early 90s when um, AIDS and HIV was just ravishing the, uh, the gay community and she embraced them and they embraced her and the compassion that came from her was, was everything and I just love that about her. So I would talk to her about that on helping me to be more compassionate, understanding and accepting. I love those straight people. Mm -hmm. uh, it shows that uh, you're always willing to learn and mm -hmm. you're very inquisitive about being a better, being the best you. And this is what the podcast is all about. Mm -hmm. um, as a motivational speaker, how do you, and an entrepreneur, you're also an entrepreneur, how do you lead a balanced life, feeding your mind, body, and soul? Well, I start my day with a, I have a morning routine and that morning routine is everything. So I start, start my day with, with prayer and meditation, even on the days that I don't feel like it. Cause I tell you, Irvin, that when I don't do it, I'm off and I know why I'm off It's because I haven't given myself those 10 minutes or 20 minutes to be in gratitude and silence. So many people, they want to ask. You're always asking. You're always asking for things that you want. When I sit in silence, I can hear the answers to what I've asked for. And when I'm in gratitude, there's nothing that I want. It's just this. It's just this I realize that I have everything. Because we think we want all of these things to get all of those things. And what do you really want? You really want peace. And when you can sit with your creator, and I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. There, that is the peace that that people are seeking. Is is that the 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 feeling that people are seeking? That's what I get when I sit in silence with with my creator. Is that sense? And then I go, okay. When when I disconnect or when I get up from my meditation, I go, what's next? Anything that comes across, I can handle it because I'm not doing it alone. I'm doing it with my creator and my team of spirit guides, my team, my ancestors. I'm doing it with my angels. I'm doing it with my team. I'm doing it with Jesus. JC is right here, <laughs> right here with me. So when I connect to all of that, the rest is easy. I, I just have a sense of peace and my job is to, for me to feel peace in all circumstances so that I can help others do the same is peace in all circumstances, because that's the highest vibration. That's what I do. And that's what I strive to do on a daily basis is have that morning routine so that I can be at a sense of peace. You have a very, very powerful and positive um, focus and you inspire others. 
because you've been inspired by others. But you just didn't just speak with them or have them in terms of a coaching program. You've also put some of these thoughts and ideas into books. Mm -hmm. Some of your books. Well, there are three books that I've written that I've, um, I've written several different books, but the ones that I've published that anyone can buy on Amazon, one is called The Resilient You. That's my latest book. And it's for people that are dealing with stress and anxiety, because that's what I'm getting the most of right now. And I've also put a workshop together that anybody can tap into that's free. And you can get there by going to stress com, And so that book is all about bouncing back and winning the stress game. If you think of it as a game, every time, you know, if you play basketball or anything with the ball, when the ball hits the ground, it's either going to bounce up or it's going to stay there. You want to be that ball that bounces back, that's going to bounce up. Yes. For, for other people there who are not feeling stress and anxiety, but feel stuck, or you feel trapped in some way, there's a book I have that's called Unlimited. It's called Unlimited Breaking Free from the Blocks of uh, from Success and Happiness. There are tools in this book, tools in this book that help people figure out what's blocking them and then use the tools to move forward. So it's the same kind of tools that I use in my coach with my coaching clients. You're using them here. Figure out what it is, what belief it is, because it's always a belief. People focus on a feeling or a symptom, like or the behavior, but it's not really the behavior or the feeling, it's the belief. If you didn't believe it, you wouldn't feel it. If you didn't feel it, you wouldn't behave a certain way. So this is this book unlimited teaches you how to get to the root cause that belief and then change that belief. So for example, if you believe you're not worthy, then you're going to feel fearful when somebody offers you a job. And then you're going to self-sabotage so you don't take the job. Well, if you change that belief to be I'm worthy, smart, and able, then you'll take the job and feel, even if you're scared, you'll go, I'm going to try this so that you, your fear turns to confidence. And then the outcome is whatever it is. You let go of the outcome. The behavior is I'm going to try yes. anyways. So that's what this, the second book is about. The third book is called um, Spirit Guide Connection. And it's for people who want to learn how to connect with their, um, with their with their spirit guides and their ancestry it has meditations and you know i'm a hypnotherapist so we use hypnosis to help people connect with um their spiritual tools to help them get what they need in that way excellent um as we come to the close of this interview i i want you to to speak to Speak to the people who are looking on right now. Um, the floor is yours. Um, speak to the men, speak to the women, speak to everyone, how we can find purpose in what we do. I alluded to 
the beginning of that, you know, many times in our conversation today, and that was through prayer and meditation. Prayer is talking to God. Meditation is listening. If you're always praying, talking, then you can't hear the answers that you get. Going into a meditative state where you are not asking and just quiet, you'll get the answers. You'll be inspired to do what is right for you. And you have to know that what's right for for you may not be what your brother is doing, your father is doing, or, or your neighbor is doing. It's you. We are here to walk our own journey. And don't be afraid to say, I know that's what you're doing, dad. I know that was your business. That was your legacy. I don't feel that in my heart. My soul is not calling me to that. When you feel there, there is a push and there's a pull. The pull to do something is what I call divine. The push to do something is ego and human. When you are pulled in, it's like God is there. It's just pulling me in. You can't not do it. You think about it constantly. It's like an obsession. You're always thinking, doing. So if somebody, I had a client who mother and father and brother were engineers. So they just naturally thought she was going to be an engineer. She got into an engineering program into one of the top schools and she was failing. She was just getting she was getting low C's in her classes instead of the A's that her parents got. She didn't have the courage to even say to herself that I don't like engineering. But what she would do all the time was she would listen, listen to podcasts about people who did art. She would doodle all the time. And in her spare time, she would go listen to um, the spoken word and listen to artists. She was very artsy and gifted in that way, where engineering was very practical. These are the words she says, artsy and practical. She was being pushed, this is the example of the push and pull. She was being pushed into being an engineer. It's not what she was called to do or pulled to do. She was being pulled, her natural gifts were in the arts. She was a natural artist. She gravitated toward those people. So if you listen or even hear that, it's like your mind and your heart need to be congruent. That means that they need to be on the same accord. Then you'll have that peace I was talking about. If you have incongruency, then you're going to have this sense of suffering and you're always going to be questioning yourself. You're going to be thinking you're doing something wrong and you're not going to have the peace. If your heart and mind is in, in art, that's what she ended up doing is, is transfer is, is getting into an art program and to being a graphic designer and doing that and being okay with, with not what her family was pushing her into and started going to what she was pulled and called to do. So that's what I would say to do. Is your, ask yourself, is your mind and your heart congruent? 
do they agree with each other? If they do, you know that you are in the right direct. You are on your path and living your purpose. If they're not, that's something that you need to examine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Coach D. Woldridge from San Antonio, Texas. This has been a great interview. I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, she is a founder of Heart Centered Institute and mm -hmm. continue doing the great job that you're doing. I could see that um, you're, you're a driven person and you never, you have a never say never attitude. And for coming on the podcast, we truly appreciate it. Um, technology has allowed us to connect. Thank God for that. Have you ever been yes. to the Caribbean? Um, I've been on a cruise. I've been on several cruises where we stopped in, in some of the islands, but I haven't been to Trinidad and Tobago. I haven't been to those islands, but I've been to some of the Caribbean islands. So now when I go, when then if I decide not, when, when coronavirus is over, I'll start traveling again. And now I have a friend that I can come and see. We would be, we would be happy to have you. Um, probably in an official basis, you know, come in and know that you do a lot of speaking to women and empowerment, mm -hmm. that type of stuff. So definitely we'll be happy to have you come visit us and, you know, speak with us sometime. I would love that. In the meantime, for the people who want to work on uh, mindset, I do have a program that you can plug into. It's a month. It's a monthly um, program called Mind Shift Membership. And you get daily up levels for your mind. So all the things that we were talking about today, Irvin, about um, the things you think about, how to change your belief. So I know some people aren't necessarily religious, but they're spiritual. So I do talk about God in them, but I don't talk about a specific God. <laughs> so whatever your God is, um, this may work for you. And it's not even about, it's about what you believe about yourself and how to love yourself and how to um, tap into those inner resources that help you get the life that you want. So it's called the Mind Shift Membership. And to go there, all you have to do is go msm.dwoolridge.com, msm.dwoolridge.com. Cool. If we have to connect with you, if anybody wants to connect with you on social media, could you give us some of your, your social media handles? They're all D. Woolridge. <laughs> I made it easy. D. Woolridge. Um, if you want to connect with me on my Facebook page, it's Coach D. Woolridge. Everything else is D. Woolridge. So we'll be leaving all those information online when we share this on YouTube and all of our Facebook, social media uh, platforms. So if you need to get in contact with, with her, we'll have it right there for you. So thanks again. I appreciate it again. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope you can do this again in the future. And so maybe we'll have you come over 
to um, to Texas when all of this is over and um, we can do a conference or a seminar or something like that together. Does that sound good? That would be, be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So thanks again. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us this week. Make sure to visit our website, www.menofpurposett.com, where you can subscribe to the show via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate your message. Or if you can simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you would like to be on the show, send us an email, menofpurpose85 at gmail.com. See you next time.